Radio. Open wide, it's mouth time with Reductress. I'm Quinn. And I'm Dakota, social media editor at Philiam for Dove. And we're just two girls who share what our heads are thinking by moving our mouths. Mm-hmm. On today's episode, here's what we'll be mouthing about. Div is in a coma again. Sad. We share some of our biggest confessions. We share five clever cat call responses because that's our job now, too, apparently. And we take a moment to say thank Thank you. you. And we speak with one of the most iconic pop stars of the century, Noni. 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 We're the editors of Reductress, the only source for women's style, news, entertainment, life advice, inspiration, and crumbs under the couch that are honestly still safe to eat. That's how I get all my meals. Okay, so I want to welcome our guest host, the social media editor at Reductress, Dakota. Hi. Dakota does amazing work with our Snapchat account and our Insta chat account and our Grinder chat account. Actually, our Grinder got shut down. What? I know, dumb, right? Oh my god, dumb. Really dumb. Wait, so, okay, so your name is Dakota. Am I saying that right? Yeah, it's Dakota with a D. Dakota with a D. Cool. So, as just so like everyone who's listening, you guys can't see this because it's a podcast, but like Div is like kind of taking a vacay. Yeah, she's actually on a 600-day sensory deprivation retreat, which is, like, so covered. Yeah, it actually would be considered, like, just a voluntary coma. But, like, everybody needs a vacation. Everybody needs a vacation. Exactly. She's technically trying to recuperate from accidentally attending a baby shower that she thought was code for a sex party. What? Oh, my God. That's so sad. Yeah, it is sad. I hope she's on Comer. You hope she's what? Comer. It's the social media platform for people in a coma. Oh, my God. I didn't share pictures, updates. It's amazing. You do it from inside the coma? Yeah. Okay. So, wait, Dakota, did you, like, you, like, just started working for us, right? No. What? No, I've been here for years, like, ever since Reductress was born. I'm just always on Smedia. That's what I call social media. Okay. How Smedia. 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 How old are you again? <laughs> I'm literally 20. Cool. So, like, okay, so when you're not at Reductress, like, what do you like to do? Um, well, mostly I'm just, like, plugged in. I'm on the chats. I'm on the pages. I'm on the blogs. I work 17 jobs. 17 jobs? Yeah, I'm just always, like, tweeting, tooting, barking, hustling, you know. And those are jobs? Yeah, for, like, all the different websites and stuff. Oh my gosh, what other websites do you work for? Um, contentlover.com, contentlover.net, contentlover.edu, which is from my school that I went to. You went to Content Lover University? No, I went to Pratt, the Heidi and Spencer Pratt School for <laughs> Social Media. Heidi and Spencer were so good. I bet they were like, that's like the best professors to have. Yeah, they were so amazing. I was so hashtag honored. Wow. So like, what's one of your favorite parts about working for Reductress since you work for so many different websites? Um, I mean, to be honest, like, I kind of like Reductress the same as like all my other jobs and it's like not that much different. It's cool to be here. You guys have, like, great snacks. Honestly, 
Never have had one, but thank you. You've never had a snack? No, I don't even know what one is exactly. That's crazy. I eat snacks like all day long. What? You're so like tiny though. Yeah, I can just like eat whatever I want. You don't give me, I don't know. <laughs> die, bitch. <laughs> I'm literally kidding. I can never die. <laughs> what? What? This week's episode theme is confessions. And a confession is a truth that you like just decided to tell. For example, I once had a ballet career. What? Oh my God, I didn't know that. Well, that's because I just confessed it to you. Oh. Okay, well then I have a confession too. Okay, I'm ready. I'm Dakota with a D. Well, you already like said that, so it's not really a confession. Ugh, duh. Oh, just still trying to figure out how to go analog. So anyway, so we thought that the best way to honor our theme would just be to make a lot of confessions no matter what branches of government are affected. So here's one. And I mean, like, I'm so brave for sharing these. I can't even believe it. Oh, yeah. You could actually, like, learn a lot from me, Dakota. I can't wait to hear. Okay, here's one. One time I left the house without earrings. Can you pick your jaw off the ground? I'm shocked. Yeah, you are shocked. I like never wear earrings. I like well, don't need to wear them because my natural beauty is so astounding. That's what it really well, like, says. Me, me too. Like I don't need to wear them, but like I, I do. But like one time I didn't, and everyone was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Actually, I'm not." That's crazy. I guess. Okay, you do one. Okay. Well. I guess this one is also sort of beauty related. One time I accidentally ate my Apple earbuds and I had to get my stomach pumped. I thought they were food. Yeah, I mean that like that explains why you would do that, I guess. It was crazy. They took an x-ray and there's a lot of other stuff in there too. What else? Like another set of earbuds. But I didn't need my stomach pumped when I ate those, I guess. I thought they were Tic Tacs. What about the cord? I ate the cord as well. Right. But like when you were eating the cord, did you also think it was a Tic Tac? I thought it was a spaghetti. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I have another confession. Okay. Um, one time <laughs> I forgot the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh my God. I just forgot you it. You did not. I did. That's crazy. I know. But don't you wake up and say it every morning? Well, not anymore because I'm not in school. But like this was, but this was at a point in my life where I was saying it any morning. Wow. Yeah. That's unreal. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy that I even told that right now because you know I love America. I know. You're obsessed with America. Well, yeah. Kind of. America Frera. No, just like America the country. Oh. Do you like America Ferreira? I think she's really making a comeback. Cool. What's your next confession? Okay. Well, one time... I subtweeted Michelle Obama, and she figured it out, and I had to apologize. What'd you say? It was so embarrassing. I said, some people don't know how to text back. She knew it was about her right away. Had you been texting Michelle Obama? I've been texting her, like, once or twice an hour for, like, all of Obama's first four years in office. It was crazy. Wow. They put me in a room and I was there for like four or five weeks. They asked me a ton of questions and then they decided I wasn't a threat. Anyway, she should have texted me back. Sometimes I'm worried that I'm going to die. From your massage? 
after some time. Oh, I get that too. Cool. Sometimes I'm like, it's crazy that Sunday I'm going to die. <laughs> wow. I thought you said earlier you're immortal. What? Okay. And um, here's, here's my last one. Okay. Okay. One time I saw a mouse. It was so embarrassing. Oh my God, I can't believe I just Ew, saw that. Yeah. I cannot believe. I saw it and I was like, one day this is going to be a confession. Was it inside or outside? I literally can't remember. Oh Probably both. That's crazy. Yeah. It was also like kind of scary because I'm like itty bitty. One time I accidentally ate a mouse. What? What? You accidentally ate a mouse? I accidentally swallowed a mouse. What? Well, how? I thought it was a linguine. You thought the mouse was a linguine? Mm-hmm. I love pasta. I eat so much pasta. You do? All how? the time. Like three meals a day. Give me some pasta, girl, and I'm happy. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's like actually a really good catchphrase. Yeah. Do you have a last confession besides the one that you accidentally just told where you ate a mouse yeah one time i put purple lipstick on and then i wiped it off whoa yeah i put it on and then i was like nah. yeah that's good you i think know. it's good every once in a while to like take a little risk and then just be like this is too much i have to undo what i've done like i love to be crazy and just like be really random because like people love that about me like how random i am but like Sometimes I just like to take a risk in private. I love that. I think that's really brave. Mm-hmm. You're really wise for your age. I don't know if people have told you that. Oh my God, thank you. You're welcome. I used to write for risk.com. It's like, like a website. Like taking a risk? Yeah, you just... Oh no, the board game. Cool. Okay, Dakota, what's your last confesh? Okay, so um, one time when I was writing podcast recaps for contentlover.com, I didn't have time to listen to the podcast, so I just like pasted the iTunes description and threw in a bunch of spaces and exclamation points, and honestly, they loved it. They loved it? They loved it. Everybody loved it. I got a promotion. Wow. Mm-hmm. You're like a mastermind. Thank you. Okay, now it's time for our next segment. It's our most digital segment. It's the The mouthwash, where we cut up the week's hottest headlines. And then we feed them to our sons. Eat up, little boys. This week's title is Five Clever Cat Call Responses, because that's our job, too, now, apparently, by Janie Stoller. Oh, um, gee. It's like... I mean, don't we have enough jobs already besides the no jobs I have because I have a savings account? I don't know. Like, I love being clever, personally. I'm like, hey, are you on Snapchat? That's your clever response to catcalling? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like, well, I just think it's, like, really exhausting being a woman because I have to, like, pay so many people to do all the extra jobs that I'm expected to do, like cleaning my apartment, fluffing my horses, mm-hmm. fluffing chat. Chat has a fluffer. I just don't like foreplay. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. I get it. Sorry. Okay. Have you ever, like... Have you ever, like, had a cat call retort that is just, like, so smart? Like, the Pulitzer was given to you? Oh, yeah, like, all the time. Yeah, me too. I'm, like, so clever all the time. Yeah. 
Once I said, no way, Jose, because that was the name on his name tag. But like, I can't believe I had to go there, you know? Totally. One time I was like, hi. Wow. Okay. One time I was like, go drive a bus because the guy who was catcalling me was a bus driver. Oh my God. You did not. I did. I did. I said, go drive a bus. Okay. Oh my God. And did he? Well, he was already doing it. So he just kept so doing, he had it. doing yeah. it. That's amazing. But he didn't like get off the bus. So that felt like a victory to me. Yeah. Well, one time this guy cat called me and I was like, um, hi. One time I was like, no, I am not an angel, but thank you for asking. And then I flew away. Oh my God. One time I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So you get it. You get it. Like, it's like so unfair that we have to do this. It's crazy. Yeah. Like men don't have to think of clever retorts for anything. They don't have to like think about it for catcalling because they just don't even get catcalled. I don't know. I feel like I'm mostly only capable of being clever in like a group text. And when I'm in person, I just like totally freak out, you know, you should work on that. Okay. Anyway, that was the mouthwash. This next segment is called Thank You. And this is a segment where we talk about who we want to say thank you to. Um, Dakota, what are you thinking? Well, I just want to say a huge thank you to Kylie Jenner for the new Kylie Jenner butt kit she put out. I was able to exfoliate and contour my butt in literal minutes before a date I was going to go on, but then canceled at the last minute because I wanted to make popcorn. You canceled a date because you wanted to make popcorn? Yeah, I was like hungry, but not a lot hungry. That makes sense. I'm just sorry. This is just the first time you've literally described eating something that was an actual food. I like wasn't that hungry. And I knew that like I was probably going to have like a big bowl of pasta later. Oh, yeah. I forgot. You do love pasta. Mm -hmm. But I wanted like a snack. I usually eat a snack before my pasta. That's why I accidentally ate those earbuds. I like hate you and I want to be you. That's so <laughs> I'm literally sweet. just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's not true. You're so funny. Yeah. Well, I'm like pretty. You have to choose. Quinn, who do you want to say thank you to? Oh, great question. I'm giving thanks to Fendi who came out with this tiny purse that I actually can't fit inside. Most purses I can just curl up inside, which is great if I'm hungover at work from sniffing someone's cocktail or something the night before, which is basically all it takes. But sometimes you just like want a purse that you can't fit inside. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Like, sometimes you're just like, I don't want to fit inside this purse. I feel like I'm not explaining it right. Like, sometimes you look at a purse and you're like, I can fit in that. And you look at another purse and you're like, I can fit in that. And you're like, I'm not in the mood for these purses. But then you look at another purse and this is the rare purse. And you're like, it's too small. And that's what makes it a good purse. Totally. All of my purses are like so big. I'm actually, well, okay, but I'm actually talking about like, like how big purses are like fine, but, but small purses are better because you can't fit inside them. I just feel like you don't, you maybe don't understand what I'm saying. Well, what I'm saying is like, I love like a really big purse because like you can fill it with like snacks, gum, goop, just anything that a girl needs. Well, for anyone who like does understand even a little bit of what I'm talking about, Fendi made a micro mini pinky tote and it's meant to hang off of your pinky while you sip tea. But obviously I have to wear it on my shoulder because it's just like still a little bit too big or I have to carry it because it will literally crush me. That's so cute. 
honestly, I'm like super thankful for you, Quan. Oh my god, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that was thank you. Okay, so you guys have done an amazing job at understanding the concept of Patreon. It's a place where you can pledge a few bucks to support our amazing podcast. So we just want to give a shout out to Caitlin and Luke. They are our super patrons who are patronizing the fuck out of us. For just a few bucks a month, we will send you things like this. Outtakes. Wow. Videos. Oh my god bonus content I mean, to our patrons and I don't know maybe even a lock of my hair I don't know I don't know a lock of my hair maybe yep I don't know maybe they'll want a lock of my hair well maybe they will or maybe they won't I don't know I bet they're gonna want a lock of my hair cool if you pledge $50 a month we'll read your horoscope on an episode of the show and send you a free redactor's toe cause we're like NPR but dumb yeah like dumber <laughs> And also, we're full of totes. So check us out on patreon.com slash redactress and make a pledge today. If everyone pledged a dollar, we'd have a billion dollars. That's something to strive for, and we're really grateful for it. We're really grateful for your money. Trust us. We'll thank you super good. Yeah, but only if you ask nicely. You have to ask nicely. Okay, so we are about to play an interview that Div and I did last week before she abruptly went on a sensory depth retreat without giving me or Reductress any notice. Mm-hmm. We are pretty sure she is alive, but we ju- we like literally actually can't know for sure. That is so Div. Yeah, I know. So anyway, we had to send one of the sex interns out to Utah just to be like, can you just figure out like where she is or can you find her body or like what happened to her? And eventually he discovered that she'd use her Reductress credit card to pay for the 600 day retreat that she signed up for under the name Maharishi fucking cool. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I guess that is a beautiful name. It's a beautiful name. Anyway, it's so div. Anyway, so before all that happened, we did the super fun interview with pop star Noni. Noni. And like, I might cry when I listen to it just because I miss Div. But I know she'll be back at some point, like approximately after 600 days, but maybe less. Her skin's going to look so good. Totally. Really wet. Anyway, Div, if you can hear us, we miss you. And if you can't hear us, because that's literally the whole point of having your senses deprived of you. I don't know. Just keep on swimming, girl. Okay, we are really excited to have our guest on today. An icon of the early 80s and 90s, this star is now having the second comeback of his career. Please welcome Noni. Welcome, Noni. Uh, Hi. Hi, thank you for having me. Noni, your album was the first one I ever shoplifted and got away with it. Yeah. Um, Thank you for saying that. I hope that it wasn't because of my actions in my own life that, 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 you know, made you want to rob. Oh, no, I'm just grabby. I understand. Yeah, I understand because I'm a grabby person. I'm just saying, I just love your music. Like it really shaped who I am and who I'm not. Thank you so much. Of course, my first album was called All You Can Eat. It was a concept album um, where I played um, a very rich person who um, walks into an all you can buffet and says, I'll take it. (laughs) And the album is, of course, every track is devoted to a certain situation that that person finds themselves in. Yeah, because the the physical, monetary, and emotional. Um, challenges that come with, you know, buying an all-you-can-eat buffet. 
Yeah, and yeah. you like your album was actually this is true mm-hmm. piece of music history. The first album wherein the intersong skits are longer than any of the musical content, and by a lot. Right, there's a lot of talking, mostly yeah, a lot scenes of talking, sort almost of like a, no singing on the album. A lot of talking about you know how I feel and also eating. Yeah, yeah. And, and well, and you and you have a very unique career because mm-hmm. you were huge in the early '80s. You yes. disappeared. Yeah, huge in the early '90s. You disappeared. Yeah, and now you're back. So we we do have to ask for the second time. Where's Noni been? Well, um, the answer is I've been in San Antonio. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. I've been and spend- it's that just the whole time. You know what? Um, this is not, I should first say where I disappeared to the first time. And when I, it was the early 80s and I was, of course, huge. Um, yeah. You might know me from movies such as Detention, uh-huh. where I played um, the jock. Um, this was like a teen comedy. Oh my um, God, like, you don't have to explain. Everybody knows Detention. Yeah. You're part of the mouse group. Yes, I was part of the mouse group um, with, you know, Jessica Simpson, um, everyone who was like a little bit shittier mm-hmm. than the Mickey Mouse Club people. We were all in the mouse group. Yeah, the second string. Yeah. Yeah, it was me, Jessica Simpson, Lance Bass, and um, Sally, Jesse, Raphael. And it was great because the mouse group in the 80s, that mm-hmm. was sort of like Brat Pack. Yes, and then was. But then that transferred beautifully to the 90s. Yeah, absolutely. And they kind of, they kind of, you know, they they went on. They took the mantle. Right. Well, wait, let's back up a little bit. Okay. Right. So people are dying for you. Your songs are at bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, b'nai mitzvahs, uh, everywhere. Um, where, where have you been? What have you been doing in San Antonio? Well, I've been getting to know myself again. Because, uh, you know, what comes with fame, I don't know if everyone knows this, but what comes with fame is you pay a price. Ah. Yeah. That's something that I don't know if everyone knows. Now, what was the price that you think you paid? My privacy was done. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't do anything illegal and get away with it. I wasn't like you. You know what? Like, you could, you could, you were stealing things listening to my album. You got away with it. I did. You know, I didn't get away with, you know, going to SeaWorld and stealing stuffed animals i didn't get away with trying to free the whales that's why i was put in prison in 87 right yeah trying to free the whales and then of course i did my 18 months and i got out and i you know reassumed my acting career and it was really difficult right because of your ankle monitor because of my ankle it had to be written into every story it had to be written into every script and i actually did i did a scene i was supposed to be in splash I was supposed to be Daryl Hannah. Oh, the mermaid movie? Yeah. I was supposed to be. It originally was me and Tom Hanks. And they put me in the water and I sank right to the bottom. No. Yeah. It was a rain call. Yeah. And I actually died. And then they. They revived you. They revived me. Tom Hanks himself revived me. I love Tom. Wow. So you guys know Tom? No. He actually also once resuscitated me. Did he? Yeah. What had happened to you? Oh, it's a whole thing. I. I. Try, I uh, killed myself in front of him to impress him. Yeah, and he 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 has a way of with he's a magic he's, not just on screen but in in person he can yeah, bring you right back to life. He's extremely good at CPR. Absolutely, and a CPR is a skill that we should all know. I just want to say that disagree. Okay. So this is all stuff we know though. You we know that you went to prison for eighteen months for trying to steal orcas, dolphins, and not seals, mm-hmm. and that you came back and started acting again, reestablished yourself, sort of a Mark Wahlberg thing. Right. But so in San Antonio, when you say discovering yourself, what is that? Like yoga or meditation? Like what is it? We want to know where you were. Right. Where, well, as where you have you been? Okay. Where have you no been? been? Where has no knee been? Where I just want to say it's been a journey to even get here. 
So I don't want to be screamed From at. where? What because did both- you take? All right. So as some of you know, there is a SeaWorld in San Antonio. I did, I did not, not know that. Yeah, I actually, did you know this is a fact. Last year, the attendance figures for SeaWorld San Antonio, no people went. That's, Zero people. That's impossible. There's no way. And especially with a celebrity like myself there. Why were you there? <laughs> I am a whale now. What? I'm a whale now. I've you always been a whale. whale. Oh, you've always been no, a whale. No, I've always been a whale. A whale of a talent. No. Yes. I'm a whale as that's what is I this, am. Is this a trans analogy? Because we support trans people and their identity. I don't really have, I don't really know what what's I, 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 I support them as well. This is not that kind of analogy. I'm just saying when I was there in the late in the late eighties trying to free the whales, what you I realize, realized about myself yeah. was I wasn't trying to free them. I was trying to be with them. Because I'm a whale. When so are you are, saying? Is that sort of like a Texas accent? You're you're saying like I'm whale. whale. I'm doing whale. No, I was doing bad. And I want I'm to be a whale. whale. It's not like a whale. Here we go type oh. thing. It's not an accent. But speaking, of, I do well, have. Here we go. Absolutely. I mean, uh, we well. Here we go into a new me. And I am trying. Speaking of accents, I am trying to speak whale. I'm trying to pick it up. Um, it's a, it, all you. It the only wor- word that whale says is boop. Boop, boop. So why did you decide to come here today with, you know, if you if you should be in a tank? Well, first of all, I do want to say thank you for this little pool that you brought. We in. had no idea why you needed it. Yeah. I mean, we usually have a couple Katie pools in the office, either filled with water or what have you. But um, the funny thing is, in my rider, I just said, can I please have water? And you gave me a kiddie pool full yes. of water well, you didn't usually when i you w- ran out of cups yeah we so ran out sue us we ran out of cups. honestly please don't honestly, sue us though sue us please don't though we can handle it please don't sue we cannot us. financially speaking we sue cannot us. handle it we, sue us. we can't have another cups. lawsuit well we, we ran have cups. terrible lawyers i'm doing fine financially that's so good that's yeah so good. because i have moved to orlando now where i perform uh, music or whales? No, I perform in the. In Is this sh- sort of like how like the Dixie Chicks or like Michael Bolton will perform at um, SeaWorld? Or- no, this is not performance as a human. This is performance as a whale. Okay, I see- just want to make sure that everyone understands. I perform in the whale shows. Okay, alongside Glora. Okay, Gina. Okay, Sheena. Oh, and Tilikum. Well. Is Tilikum still performing the murdering whale? Tilikum just flops onto the stage and then flops back in a tank. It's just, it's, it's, it's just for the, it's name. just for, it's just so they can use him so they can give him exercise. Okay. So the I'm, diet that they have Tilikum on is crazy. In SeaWorld, they treat the male whales like they treat actresses in real life. They poorly. have them on diets poorly. Okay. So are you the same noni off stage as you are on stage these days? Absolutely. I am not because I would say my whale, my whale performance persona is more flirty. And when I'm, when I'm just being a whale in the tank, like not performing, I'm really just reading. And I really keep to myself. Is that underwater or? Well, yeah, I try to stay towards the bottom of the water because whales can't, we, we go deep into the water and I like to read, <laughs> um, the all I like to read um like all the advertisements that line the that line the tank on the bottom. 
There are advertisements on the bottom. Well, it's SeaWorld, so it's a theme park. So, you know, they have sponsors like Pepsi and stuff like that. Wow. Wow. That's really impressive. So you're a whale. I'm going to table that sort of shock for a little bit. What has it been like performing as a whale as opposed to when you were performing as a pop star and as an actor? First of all, so much better. Because the things I was getting offered as an actress later on in my career were ridiculous. I was offered 127 hours. The James Franco movie. James Franco movie. This was when the script was different. It was. I assume so. It was when the script was different. What was the script? The script was, it was 127 hours, but it was me pregnant on the subway. It was a woman who was pregnant on the subway, and she has to be there for 100. Be there for 127 hours. Yeah. She starts to give birth, and then she rips her arm out of a rock. I understand why they changed it. Yeah. yeah. Just because it was easier to film outside, I think, because lighting is, you know, it's hard. But people need to use those subways and, you know, you can't make a subway on a set. Right. That's what they always say. Yeah. You can, you really can't. People know what the subway looks like. And so if you were to make it on a set. Yeah, they'd say bullshit. And then I got. But they can make a rock. They can make a rock. Especially you get as many make rocks outside. Rock. I was offered uh, changeling. You know, the, the Angelina, Angelina Jolie Yes. Film? It was different when I got offered it. How so? It was called. It was called For the Hundredth Time. That's not my daughter. It's about a woman. It seems like the same plot, though. Well. But, like, very funny. It's, it's, it was a very, it was really funny. It was about a woman who loses her kid in the 20s. And there's, she, she gets a cop to go look for her kid. And he shows her a hundred girls. And she keeps saying, that's not my daughter. And so the hundredth time, she says, for the hundredth time, that's not, not my, my daughter. daughter. Yeah. And I passed on that. I just didn't think it was realistic. There was a really graphic sex scene in it. Oh, yeah? It wasn't realistic? No. I just didn't think it was realistic to see a woman, you know. What was she doing? She was uh, split in half. <laughs> and yeah, it was it was crazy. Sounds like a murder. This was when it was a science fiction thing. So the uh-huh. Changeling, you understand, they kept the title. But they changed it into this kind of like 1920s drama with Angelina Jolie. Sure. But, but my character in the original script changes into two halves of a person. And it's a whole sex scene. And there was some... Weird. Know. So I've got a question for you. And also I was offered Zero Dark Thirty. And I thought it was propaganda. <laughs> I just didn't want it. I just thought it was pop propaganda. Yeah. yeah that's it fair. It kind of is. Though. That's the first thing you've said that I've been like, honestly, same. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I was just... That was when I realized I was a whale. And I was like... Not for you. No, this is not for me. This is for Jessica Chastain. How? It's a human. How has your hair changed through your stages of your career? I have no hair now. I I noticed. Well, no hair in terms of human. I have tiny hairs on my body all over. I am a mammal. Um, Whales are mammals. And the thing that's different about me now is, you know, I was really noted in detention for my red, red hair. You were. And then, of course, in the early 90s, I had... Um, jet black hair because I was doing more goth. Right. Yeah, yeah, very goth, very grunge. Yeah. And then now I have small, tiny hairs that can keep me warm and um, I'm, I've am i gained a lot of weight. I've gained 250 pounds. And can I just say, yeah. I love this you more. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think you wear it so well and I think you're one of those women that like, you look better when you're the, the size and shape of a whale. Thank you. I mean that. Thank you. What do you think of what I've done with my skin? Um, you I'm know, black and white now, amazing. like an orca. Both. Yeah, it's a lot, and a lot, I'm getting a lot of heat for it. I will say that. Well, it doesn't look like it. It looks like paint in a bad way. Does that make sense? It is paint. 
in a yeah. bad way. So that's fair. So you were briefly engaged to Ted Danson in the early 90s. What's he like? He's verbally abusive. <laughs> um, and he... Um, and it ended really badly. Okay, oh, my God. Well, what yeah. kind of things would he say to you? He would say, you're, you're not a whale. <laughs> he would say, um, you're never going to be big enough. You're never going to be black and white. You couldn't leap out of the ocean. He would take me to the water... <laughs> And this is when like he, on vacation, he would take me to the water on vacation. We would go to St. Martin for six months in the winter every year. That's a long winter. <laughs> really? When you make a lot of money, you can afford a vacation. Um, so basically, oh, it was a really. Yeah. Just so we're clear. Yeah. Um, it was a weak moment for me because I had my bracelet, my ankle bracelet. And he knew that I would sink. And he pushed me in the water and said, see, luckily, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson we're, there. we're also in St. Martin. They do eight months. Oh my God. It seems And he was there to resuscitate me. Now, this is all so interesting. And we don't want you to go. So we were hoping... I'm not going to go. Because I would need a truck to come get me. Yeah, no, we saw the movie. So we were hoping in the meantime you would uh, play a game with us. And it sure. is called Poopy or Puppy. Are we referring to a dog breed or mm -hmm. a type of shit you could take? You know, can I say whales when they're small are called pups? Uh, so, oh, okay, okay, we, that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. So I'm re referring to a puppy or a poop that I would. We're take. gonna give you words, and you're gonna tell us if it's a puppy or a poop. Okay, first one. Okay, porgy. Is that a puppy with an or I a at the end? This is a well. First of all, porgies is a movie I auditioned for Kim Cattrall's role in this. She, she, you know, she slept with a lot of people. Oh, okay. And I wasn't doing that. That well, that, first of all, this is a it's a puppy, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's half pomeranian, half I, corgi, I all stop. woman. Yeah. Okay, here's the next one. Shit zoo. Shit. Shit zoo. zoo I'll tell you something. Is you know what you have here in the Bronx mm -hmm. because wow. they don't liberate their animals. They're, the king cages are sm super small. So I'm going to okay. say poop. It's a, Yeah, it's a poop that's been kept in your body for years and then you finally release it into the wild. It's a shit zoo. Yeah. 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 Of course. And like they don't zoos. survive. Yeah. Yep. I don't I don't I don't stand by any zoo that doesn't let the animals perform. Because the animals want to perform. And, and when a you lot say of them let, have artistic yeah. instincts that are not being they're not thriving. Some people would yeah. say make them perform, but you say let them perform. I say let them. I think there's a lot of actresses out there in cages. Which, and I just mean that metaphorically and literally. Side note, which zoo animals do you think would really perform well? I think the cranes. <laughs> the bird, the large would bird. Would dance yeah. beautifully. I think when you watch them, the cranes, they want, they are synchronized dancers. They, they just, they, they're kept in cages. You know, the gorillas... Yeah, they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. They they want yeah. they want to sing. I Singers. think I think that the butterflies. What you're, kind you're of show? A lot of animals. What kind yeah. of show? What the butterflies do? Comedy. Okay. I think next yeah. one. Butt goal. Butt goal. Butt goal. Um, I'm gonna say this is a puppy. That's a a mixed breed. Like a, like a, no? It's a poop. It's a poop. It's, um, it's Describe where you, poop. it's where you like all you had, you wake up super hungover and you have a bagel and then like 11 hours later, it's like a little bit of poop. And you're like, oh, that's a butt goal. And you're like, I deserve this. I haven't had refuge in days. 
Absolutely. Okay, two more. Okay. Woberman. <laughs> Woberman. I'm gonna say this is like um like a like a Doberman that's like an incest dog, so it's a little wobbly. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Right. yeah, where you yeah. say whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Well, like a whoa right. with that Woberman. Doberman. Yeah. yeah. All right, last one. Boston Terror. This is when you go to Boston and you um, have too many Boston creams and you take a poop. That's so... Yes! Oh, my God. Is See, that literally it? Honestly, yeah. Noni, I have to say, I've always heard that whales are smart. And talented. But I didn't realize. We didn't know. You're so smart. I'm intuitive is what it is. And you're using language to communicate with us. Can I announce my new play that I'm going to be in? Yes, Yes. please do. Well, actually, hold on one second, because we just have the exact segment for this, which is called Spill Spill It. it. And this is where we just say what we've got going on in our lives. So why don't you go first? Tell me about your play. I'm doing, I'm taking a break from... Ciro Orlando just for a short time. Okay. I'm doing mm-hmm. four week engagement. I'm doing a new new Neil LeBute play. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's called um Burnt Toast. Mm. And I play mm. a woman who um accidentally burns a piece of toast and her husband calls her the C word. And then over the course of the play she realizes that she is one. It's very Neil LeBute. And he wins a, a Nobel Prize. In the play. At yeah. the end for calling her the C word. He, the man wins a Nobel Prize. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah. Incredible. And it's really dark. Yeah. Is there anything else that you have going on? Like maybe you're a fan of some sort of alt comedy show. Um, I would say that there's a Twitter I like. Oh, oh. yeah. There's a Twitter called at... Donald J. Gay Trump. Oh. And he, as I understand, I haven't really been, I haven't, I don't really pay attention to sure, any of it. Sure, whale. But he's like a presidential candidate and is like... It's like a bit... It, it could be a bit Twitter. It's a bit Twitter? Yeah, this oh, is what I yeah. hear. A bitter. Whales I peek my I peek my head over the ocean and see what the Orlando tourists are saying. Amazing. And, you know. Amazing. What are you plugging, Div? Well, I'll be out in Montauk asking some honest, hardworking fishermen what their problem is. Like, it's 2016... Put down your boats. Yep. What about you, Quen? Um, I'm going to be curling up in a cocoon and emerging as a butterfly that's beautiful, yet so fragile. <sighs> Come see me. Beautiful. Don't, don't discourage the fishermen, though, because they catch, you know, performers. That interview was so good. I wish I was there, but I wasn't. It's okay. You're going to be here for some interviews pretty soon. I can't wait. I love to interview. Well, we'll see. Anyway, that's it for Mouth Time. Tune in next week where we turn our bodies into recycling bins. Bedazzled. This was Mouth Time with Reductress, written by Beth Knoll, Sarah Papalardo, Nicole Silverberg, Anna Dresden, Rachel Nitsky, and Jasmine Pierce. Special thanks to our producer, Maria Spertolosi, and our guest, Matt Rogers. Check out Reductress.com for more and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you.